everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is episode uh, 220 of CORE. It's Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, John Jagger. They're both here. And we are talking about video games. Kind of a big day if you care about graphics and cool stuff. Uh, but a lot of people are a little cynical about graphics and cool stuff. And we'll get to that in a minute. Because uh, I got a nit to pick. Not with these guys, but with some people on the internet. Yeah, I know. My, what if my opinion is cynical? Oh, it might be. So if it is, that'll actually be good because I'd like to have a conversation with somebody who who can tell me otherwise about what happened today with uh, sure. a, a certain a certain reveal on a certain platform of a certain engine. Uh, I have a lot to say about it. Uh, and some other things. So we got a lot to talk about. Video games, everybody. It's time for that. Let's do it. All right, Unreal 5 Engine was announced and shown on a PlayStation 5, and it uh, showcased a whole bunch of new technologies that they had their own little code names for. One was called Lumen, which is their new lighting system, and uh, it's basically a ray tracing technology uh, or a thing that, that works best with hardware that can you know generate a lot of ray tracing and sort of bounce light and that sort of thing. And then they talked about something called Nanite, which is their new texturing system and modeling system that allows you to put some really complex content in a game world and have it seamlessly be produced at frame rates that are kind of amazing. And this all was shown on what was said to be a PlayStation 5, an actual working finished model of a PlayStation 5. Um, And if that is the case and that all holds true, I thought it was a really impressive demo um, I also listened to the audio. There was a lot of explanation about how things worked. These devs are really into triangles over there at they Unreal. They love triangles. Yeah, they love them triangles. They talked about those a lot, and what they showed was pretty impressive. Some of it's a little over my head. I'm not, you know, I'm no graphics engineer, but the results looked stunning. Um, stunning, but also we are at a stage of video game development where it's not going to be. This isn't going to be leaps and bounds, uh, but it is going to be a really nice, impressive incremental jump graphically, at least for this particular engine. And the only real bummer for me from this from the presentation was I was starting to sort of get into what this game was about that doesn't exist. And I want to know more about that character, and I want to know more about that ball of light she uses to do stuff. And my brain was getting all like mechanical, like how would this be used in a video game? And and all of that. Um, I won't get too into what it was because they don't really explain it. They just kind of used it as an example. But man, the terrain and the uh, the physics that were shown in that world, the dynamic sort of uh, specular uh, audio work that they're doing, which is part of the ray tracing tech, blew me away. I'm super excited because we're talking about a consumer device that is affordable and you can put in your house and suddenly get that kind of fidelity. And I had me super stoked. Um, there's some people who take a different look. I'd like to know what our takes are before we do that. So, John, do you have a cynical take on this? Or do you agree with me that it was a rad uh, demo? I think it was rad. I would definitely say I'm probably more cynical. Um, just in nature. That's where I tend to land. I don't I don't look at it and I don't get mad. I thought everything they showed was very cool. Um, I thought the things they were describing sounds amazing. The fact that they don't have to, that in theory, this engine would allow you to take a highly rendered model uh, or a very large scale model and put it uh, into a game directly without then having to 
optimize it and you know lower the poly count down to where the frame rate isn't going to hitch and stuff like that like all those things are really really cool um but at the same time i understand people that go this isn't a real game this isn't a real thing i'm being shown a movie yeah and you can say whatever you want to say about the hardware and you can say whatever you want to say about how it's performing you are putting your best foot forward to sell a technology they did the same thing with unreal engine 4 they put out a real cool video that looked awesome and rad and an argument can be made that what we saw in the unreal 4 video is not what we're seeing in video game graphics right now. Oh, now that, see that's interesting. I, let me let me stop you there for a second. I actually thought about that exact same thing. I'm like, all right, well, when they showed the four demo, I remember being really impressed, but then I couldn't remember. Like, have we reached that with somebody making a game in the Unreal Engine? Have they reached that level of fidelity? And I would argue some games have reached it that have nothing to do with Unreal. Um, but. I was having a hard time. I didn't have time to do it. I was going to research a bit, but I was going to try to find an Unreal game that lived up to the promise of that 4 demo. And I have to think something did, right? Like something oh, had sure. to have. I mean, like the, the the thing is, is, you know, we're very funny about what we interpret as amazing graphics, right? Like the things that sell us on worlds and, and games these days uh, are not the things that sold us before. You know, whenever I watch an Unreal video, I always think of that video game magazine that said, yes, this is an actual screenshot. And it's just like eight polygons in the vague shape of a model. And you're like, yeah, we've come a long way from there. That's that's great. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, the, the way we define what looks good is oftentimes different than what it was back in the day back in the day yeah. it was like how close can we get to real yeah. now there's almost more value in art style and what you put into it like one of the biggest noticeable leaps from ps3 to ps4 yep. is things stop being so angular mm. like the graphic fidelity was still pretty solid but if you go back to play a ps3 game you're like wow all these hallways are very boxy like, everything's very boxy. Everything's very flat surface. Not a lot of stuff sticking out. Not a lot of jagged geometry all around. Like, everything fits kind of neatly in this sort of weird way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think it's cool. And if the technology does what they say it does, I think it's going to lead to some amazing-looking games, and it's going to lead to some really cool things. I can't stress how important I think ray tracing is. I think ray tracing speaks to something in our like lizard brain uh, that tells us something looks better and more realistic because ray tracing technology is a technology that Pixar started implementing around the time of, what was that movie that, that was not very popular? I think it was The Last Dinosaur or something like that. Oh, I like that movie. Something but yeah. Dinosaur. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the happy... I forgot. Happy happy dinosaur. <laughs> anyway, that one was the first one to use it. Nobody really saw it there. But uh, Toy Story uh, 4 used it. And when I watched that movie, I went, there's something about this movie that makes it look better than any movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. And it was basically that ray tracing technology. Yeah. And it's nothing that you look at and you go, oh my gosh, it's so real. 
it's just suddenly light is now behaving in a way that we as human beings actually interpret it and feel that it should act. And it provides more of a comfort and a a good feeling to us. So all the stuff they showed is really good. But the cynical part of me is the part of me that hears people go, yeah, but I want to see something actually using it. Yeah. Like I want to see it. I can't fault anybody for feeling that way. Yeah. I understand that. And I, I too would like to see that. Like it'd be nice if there was another, there was a game in raw in, in development on the, the platform or on the engine that was d- close to being done. The problem is this engine as a complete package is not even available until next year. So none of the launch games on the PlayStation five or Xbox series X or PC for that matter will feature this engine until next year. Um, they did some other business things kind of behind the scenes. One of them was uh, you can use this thing hundred percent free and you don't have to or you don't pay any royalties unless you make money on it and that's it like you could make a whole game for you and your friends and then no one would ever pay a dime for it and you'll never have to pay for unreal engine you just use it it's just yours to use that's kind of a big deal it places it sort of firmly in it's already first place position and it gives a lot of competition in the direction of things like unity and stuff like that uh but from a, from sort of a, just a sort of tech demo view of this, if we are to believe them, and I don't think I can't think of a reason why I don't believe them, but if this is truly being rendered on the fly by PlayStation Five hardware in real time, uh, then there's a lot between zero and one million that you could do what you're saying. Like the stylization can happen on so many levels. It doesn't all have to be. It doesn't all have to end up looking like this, right? This photorealistic freaking whatever. In fact, you could argue the the girl in this is very stylized, right? She is. Yeah, like, she is. Yeah. They they made a stylized demo. I mean, the rocks they wanted to look very real, but I would argue that it's it is stylized. Yeah, and the water is meant to look you know real and behave real. The physics of the rocks falling, the bats flying off, or whatever. That's all meant for realism. But she she kind of has that what you're talking about, which makes her less uncanny Valley makes her feel like a character. You know, I think that was a smart thing for them to do. Um, I guess what I'm saying is I don't, I don't, I can't speak for everybody else, but I no longer expect giant leaps. What I expect is steady bumps in improvements over time. And this one is more significant than I expected, but still incremental. Um, we were already we already make some really pretty video games right now, and we are on the top of that curve. And I don't see us making giant leaps. Although you know what is fun is to go back every ten years and pull out a screenshot from that year's most acclaimed visual game, like the game that looked the best according to everybody. And then you jump ahead the next or go back the next ten years, go back the next ten years, and just kind of keep doing that. That is a hilarious good time because. That's when you see the the ridiculous jumps is every 10 years. And even now, 10, 2010's graphics uh, were, you know, Skyrim or something. Uh, maybe not, but I'm, that's all I can think of. Red Dead, maybe. It's around that time, I think. Yeah. And now, you know, for stuff to look like this, or even games we're playing now, it's just like, holy shit, how far we've come in 10 years. But even then, it's still a, a, a more flat. I hate using the term flat and curve for obvious reasons. <laughs> Because we're using it for a, a very real reason that, that doesn't have anything to do with video games right now, but but it is what that is. It's the top of that curve, and we're there, and it's okay. It's great because there's so much wiggle room in between, and 
the their, the talk of this con- or the conversation they were having behind this video made it sound like the devs were going to have access to uh, just a slew of better ways of doing stuff within their engine. Obviously, they're trying to sell it. It's a huge backbone of their business. But I think the ubiquity of it and them making it free in this way, combined with the power of the tools themselves, just means more people get to be more creative and make more rad stuff. It also scales really well. Everything from phones all the way up to the highest end possible PC with a video card in it and everything in between. Um, They're positioning themselves to be the engine for not just games. You're going to see filmmakers start to use Unreal and more of their stuff. Uh, I just, I'm excited about it from the nerd sort of perspective. But John's right. There's no games yet. We don't know yet. All right, Bo, hot take from the Canadian border. What do you think? What do you, what do you think of what you saw? I don't have one. I think it looks cool. It's the next iteration. Yeah. I mean, it is just a tech demo. It's it, as, as cool as it was. It's also, it's not a game. So I, you know, but I understand that. I think, I think it's a little light at least on the announcement side of things, to justify a whole new number. Mm. Like, I don't know why it's five, but it kind of doesn't matter because it's not like they're selling the new number. It's free, right? right. So right. it yeah. sort of doesn't matter, but it's just a little weird. Right. Um, because I feel like the only, the, the biggest of big deals to me, at least from a flashy standpoint, is the, you know, the lighting, the lumen. The yeah, lumen system. the lumen. Because hmm. I can very obviously understand that Oh, sorry, it's not very obviously. I've played around in Unreal Engine. So if you've played around with it, you know that when you're constructing things in the environment, mm-hmm. it looks differently once the lighting, they talk about baking in there, which I generally have an understanding that like a thing is not finished until it's been rendered using this baking, whatever that is, mm-hmm. which is in the Unreal Engine. Right. So you can be working on things, but you won't see the final product until it's baked, which I think takes time mm-hmm. um, to do. And then you can, you know, well, there's blemishes, things to fix, and you got to go and fix it, and you got to do it again. Like, I feel like there's this really tedious workflow that everyday gamers don't experience, but game developers do. <laughs> and I, in, in my head, anyways, and it might be, it just might be in my imagination or my intuition's good on it, is that this, that represents a huge time savings. If you can live see the final product with the light, just like a lot of advancements, right? Like before Photoshop, you had to cut pieces of magazines together to make your memes. Mm-hmm. And and if it didn't work out right, you were like, oh, shit. Now that I look at it, it's not as funny as it was in my head. Mm-hmm. But now you can just mix and match all kinds of stuff in a meme and have it done in like five minutes. So I feel like that Lumen system is like... Um, like in terms of time savings for a AAA game developer is like an order of magnitude better for them. Like it's huge, mm-hmm. which is which is why I feel like they give it the number. I feel like the rest is a sizzle, good yeah. sizzle. I yeah. liked it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but the the to me the 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 big deal here is the the lumen, as far as I can tell. Yeah, lighting is big. Like this will be the generation of wow. Lighting has never looked so cool, and and we're not faking it anymore. It's not fake light. It's not bump maps. It's not. Uh, sort of, you know, uh, cheats to get lighting to look good. And there are plenty of games that look like they have cool lighting. But this is like light physics in real time. And that's just, we just haven't had that on a consumer level. And it's incredibly exciting as a a dynamic part of of gaming coming up. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, It's very possible. Yeah, I'm excited for it because the other thing is I think it's a pathway to, the other thing I I read about too is the, um, the two 
you know, animating two different pieces to do things like shake hands. You yeah. know, if you have two human-shaped dudes, like getting them to ab- animate together is mm-hmm. very difficult. Right. Like it's a humongous challenge. When you see it, you think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. But like if you see that kind of stuff in a game, people probably spent like thousands of hours trying to make that look normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those things you spent a ton of time on and no one cares. No one's writing a review on Kotaku. Like you should see the handshakes in this game. It's the best hand, you know, but like, it's a real challenge for developers. Cause even in final fantasy seven, like I, I look for the times that when a character's handing an item to another character, it just tilts up and doesn't actually show the handoff and then tilts back down and magically the items in the other person's hand. Yeah. So they were kind of talking about it a bit when they were talking about how she was reacting, her foot's um, on the wall, trying to make it a little more organic. Like, the foot is detecting where the wall is, and it's not pre-animated. Like, animations are usually pre-done, and they plop them in the scene and hope they line up and make sense, right? Right. But, But for true animation, just like true lighting, you just have, like, a guy swings his hand and bumps into somebody's beamer that's hitting, you know what I mean? Like... Like that, all that hitbox stuff is not that fine right. where limbs are detecting in real time everything. But light does bounce off things and bounce back. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to imagine with the right processing power that we be, can have characters in games that are more limb independent. Their hitboxes are literally like our hitboxes mm-hmm. and not just sort of general squares mm-hmm. around them, that kind of thing. Right. So anyway, sorry, I'm kind of ranting, but no, that's no, my no, this take. is good. These are it's <laughs> see, this is why I'm excited. It's because we are ref- we're getting to the the devil in the details, and it's starting to get easier to do that stuff. Like, how many games do you play where your hair's clipping through your armor, or your sword on your back when you turn this way is suddenly sticking out of your ear because hey, it's video games; they're hard to do. Wow, well, the capes and wow are capes and wow, me. but even games are like super detailed, like. Uh, uh, Odyssey, last year's Assassin's Creed, beautiful game, an amazing game, but you still had some of that old stuff, like oh, the cape just flipped out and somehow it's wrapped around her neck, and we don't know why. Like all of that stuff is acceptable for where we are, but I feel like we're now getting to a place where we're just a little bit higher, and we can now zoom in on that stuff, and a lot of those things start to be not a problem anymore. They get their own physics, they get their own attention, and they become they get their own awareness. So your cape now knows where it can or can't be because it lives in a physical space that that has rules and those rules don't let it clip through the body or clip through the sword or clip through the whatever like there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of stuff like that that I think we're going to see out of future development that we're not seeing now or that we're getting closer to now and that we're still okay with because we understand that you know Kratos's arm isn't always going to feel exactly right when he reaches back and grabs his hammer but Maybe we're going to get to the point where it's as seamless as if a real person did it. And that's exciting to me, you know? Well, and it's funny because Bo went on this very thoughtful kind of observation list. And now I'm going to do one that's kind of lame by comparison. But I don't know if it has anything to do with this. Maybe I was sitting too close to the screen when I watched this video. It's entirely possible. But, like when it got to the point where she jumps off the cliff and it follows her down very quickly and all of that, like I actually got a little bit of that rush in my stomach. And I don't usually get that in video games. It usually doesn't have that impact on me. And again, you know, who knows if that's actually because of the technology or the look of it, or there's a lot of factors it could be. Um, But that was something that really stood out to me was that like, 
oh man, I'm getting immersed. You know, one way or another, I'm getting immersed, whether it's the graphics actually doing this to me or it's just realistic enough to get me to go along with it or maybe it's the frame rate and the resolution you know it could have been all those things um it's really really exciting to think that that's where the games are going (laughs) right and that that was the hot take scott was setting me up for which is the last bit was like anthem but good anthem but good good. (laughs) yeah because in a lot of ways in a lot of ways anthem made some of the promises that we're talking about Right. Well, like, fly, flying through the terrain about like not being fully flying, yeah, is what was cool about it. You know, she had the bounce off stuff. I liked it. She did, and having things fall around her, and and knowing that those things are dynamic and not not. I mean, they're scripted, perhaps, in in, in the truest sense of scripting, but but they are happening right then. These aren't recordings. These are chunks of rock falling and being rendered at that time, and you could change the lighting at any time. Like one of the things I love about when they'd show like moving the sun around and then just the whole world, just like all the shadows change, just like the real world would. I love that kind of stuff. I'm so excited. Well, the context of that room changes. It looks forbidding, kind of Mm -hmm. mysterious, and it just looks like some dank cave. You know what I mean? Like the lighting really sets the mood. Like that's not a big revelation, but it's funny that like with the baking thing that they can position it to be the most Mm -hmm. what they want. Yeah. I do like, so one final thing about it. Uh, as exciting as it is that the, the world's leading engine is getting uh, neat upgrades and you know, whatever, that is cool. But what this also tells me is that we're we're looking at a new generation of hardware and accessible hardware with a common code base in the case of the two consoles. Um, you know, forgetting about PC development for a second, but at least having a common x86 background, right? All of all of this stuff uh, means that. Great, Unreal's doing this, but they're also trying to be the end-all, be-all for everybody. So when you have specific needs as a developer, let's say Ubisoft, I just confirmed that they use their own engine for Assassin's Creed and they ditched uh, Unreal, which I guess they used hmm. for Black Flag or something back in the day, was because they want to do some, they want to have some additional control over their own stuff. So what I'm saying is this is exciting, not just to see what Unreal's doing, but knowing that the hardware can push these kinds of techs it means you're going to see crazy stuff out of things like Frostbite, although Frostbite is notoriously buggy. But but the Frostbite engine, things out of Crytek, things out of Unity, stuff out of proprietary engines like the engine that Blizzard built for um, Overwatch. What kind of iterations could that go through to perform better in these new circumstances with this kind of lighting tech and other things? So it's just going to be... Uh, it's good. It's absolutely going to be iterative, but it's going to be a great iteration, man. It's going to be awesome. And all that stylized stuff John's talking about, the simpler looking things, the things that are more about tone and feeling and less about realism, those are just going to benefit from the power of it all, right? Because then you can just do well, it. I, I, I kind of fell off the rails there. I went somewhere else with it. But like one of the games that gets a lot of credit for being one of the best looking games ever, and it's a PS3 game, is The Last of Us. And part of what The Last of Us gets by on isn't just that it looks good. It does look good. But part of what makes it look so good is the amount of assets they put into that game. When you go into a music store in The Last of Us, it's decorated like a music store. Not like every other store that you've seen. It has a unique look. 
There are maybe some posters that you've seen somewhere else because someone might have a poster for that musician. But generally speaking, a music store looks different from a restaurant, looks different from a kid's bedroom, looks different from an adult's bedroom. Like, And they made all these unique assets that only appear in single places in that game. And it gave that world a lot of uh, depth and made it far more realistic. And what's cool about what they're talking about with Unreal 5 is because they're saying you're not going to have to do a lot of optimizing work when you put in an asset, you are able to put it in at its resolution. Now, likely they won't do that because there will be memory constraints. You're not going to dump massive high-res models into the game necessarily. But the ease with which that can be put into the game and rendered and look good would mean that more games can make decisions look that like that without having to be a triple A game necessarily. Right, exactly. And I that is that's really exciting. So I can't wait to see what people do with it. Uh right now, by the way, I'm showing the chat room the Unreal Unreal 4 demo. It is still impressive. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, still amazing. It and that speaks again to the iterative nature of this stuff. We're not going to see the leaps that we used to see from even 360 to the current generation, but before all that even like PlayStation 2 to 360 PlayStation 3 era was like night and day to me. That was a huge jump. And PlayStation 1 mm. to PlayStation 2, don't even get me started on the leap that was. Like those were quantum leaps. This is what? What's an what's less than quantum? Um these are so, There's a term for it. There's a, like a incremental yeah. yeah, incremental is the word. Incremental is that the progress. word? It's incremental, I guess, is what I Well, I mean, people say iterative, but I don't know if that... I think people just like using that because it's a cool-sounding word. Yeah. Um, the It's like incremental progress, right? You're just moving one step at a time. Right. Whereas if you're quantum jumping leaps and bounds, that literally... Well, it's like computers. Many steps. It's like the PC revolution. <laughs> PCs at first were a huge deal, and every year they got amazingly better. And, oh my gosh, I can't believe I thought four gig or four megabyte was enough RAM. Look, they're doing 16. That was only six months ago. Like, crazy growth in the PC market, then it leveled off. Phones, exactly the same thing. Smartphones start to happen like crazy in like 07. And every new year is a huge jump in capability. Where are we now? Nice little top of the curve, little iterations, nice changes, nothing huge. Don't change the whole world, just a little bit here and there. That's where we're at with video game graphics technology, in my opinion. And it's yeah. okay to be here. It means we have more but control, I think it's better bigger tools. than people are giving it credit for. Like, because, and I think it may or may not be, but the, the thing that is caught my eye with this versus the UE4 one. Yeah. They talked about what this meant. There was probably an article to go along with that Unreal 4 video, but mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly what it was they were so hyped about. It looked like a lot of lighting and particle effects and some liquid physics and stuff like that. But, you know, you can still see in that demo, while some of it, you know, has aged not as well as other parts... Like, that's not what every single game running in UE4 looks like. Right. Not not by a long shot. Right. But I don't know what that engine was supposed to do that was so revolutionary. At least in this one, they told me, hey, this is what the difference is. 
and it does look better. It looks a lot better. Yeah. And I know what to look for. I know to look for the way lighting works. I know to think about how big those models were when they were brought in. I know that it's trying to do realistic physics. If a rock bounces off a hard object, it bounces differently than if it bounces off a soft object. You know, right. they they kind of put their foot out there and said, this is what it's all about. It might not seem like the biggest deal, but when it all comes together, it's going to be a big deal. Right. Yeah, that's a good, you've, I think you've said it pretty well. Also, I don't know if anyone, I, I may do this just for fun. But I will go back and get some footage of Unreal, the original engine that made the game Unreal. Unreal 2, which was Unreal Tournament, I guess. Unreal 3, which I think was Tournament 2004, was that era. And then 4 was a huge... All of those are, are exponential leaps over the previous engine. 5 is not an exponential leap. It's a impressive, more than I expected leap but I would not call it exponential and I, and not in the way that four was over three or three was over one or even one, you know, or two and two was over one. Anyway, we've talked enough about it, but it's exciting stuff. I love the tech behind this stuff. I get excited about it. I'm stoked. That means game possibilities and damn it. The whole engine's not even done till next year. So we're not even going to get launch titles with it, which kind of bums me out, but that's okay. All right, moving on. Tony Hawk pro skater one and two remastered. With all the original songs, baby, I gotta keep them separated. <laughs> I remember that song is in there. Anyway, uh, I was excited for a Tony Hawk announcement because I really liked one and two back in the day, and I thought, oh man, a new Tony Hawk with like a really good pedigree. Let's make a real good, you know, follow up. Now it's time. Um, nope, they're doing remasters, and they look good. So we excited. You want to play Tony Hawk? Bo, do you like the skater? I mean, the t if the timing's right, yeah. I played a lot of Tony Hawk back in the day. Yeah. So I would play it just for, you know, nostalgia. I'm not super excited for it, but it's been a while since I've played a good skateboarder game. So actually, and you know, I've even been getting nostalgic because I've been watching skate old skateboarding videos from the 90s mm -hmm. that I used to watch when I was young. Yeah. Like the same videos, seven days a week. Watch a video, watch a couple videos, go out skateboarding. Yeah. And, um, so I kind of got the bug, but I'm like, I'm wait. There was a part of me that thought I was going to go buy a skateboard and start getting on it and remaster the old <laughs> Dude. Like I was having a bit of midlife, I think, for a period. Like is there was this, a few uh, weeks. Where is I was this watching... remake going to get you to dust off the old uh, skateboarding, what was it, E-Zine that you used it... to do? Oh, Weedazine? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I say that, that now, yeah. but you never know. I mean, I might be like, damn. Mm -hmm. All this missed time. It's never too late. You're never too old to be skateboarder. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I do forget. I do wish it was, uh, this was one, two, and three. I really liked three. Um, I started yeah. with three. So that's kind of where I'm like, oh, cool. Cause I haven't played them really. Yeah. Um, but the one I'm nostalgic for isn't in it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I liked three a lot. So yeah. I would play two. I, I, I will. I think I'm, I'm actually pretty sure I'm getting this. Um, and the reason is I like the mission structure of a thing where it's like, it's almost open world. It's like, all right, well, there's this big list of things you want to accomplish. Uh, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, maybe I'll do the triple flip thing first. Okay, I'm going to go try that a bunch of times. Oh my gosh, I got it. I can't believe it. All right, now we're in the same place, but now that wants me to do some grind on a thing for a really long amount of time. I really like that mission structure. 
of here's a giant puzzle. It's a big puzzle arena. Your job is yeah. to figure out how to get all the puzzles done. And it really worked for me. So I think I might be I, into it. The older ones appeal to me. And John, I don't know, but like, I don't know if it was one's past three, but at a certain point, the tricks started to get ridiculous. Mm. You know, like when they're doing tricks that you can't do because you're not talented, it's, it's a fun fantasy. But when you're doing tricks that no human being could possibly do, yeah, like, you know, a, not just one or double kickflip, but a, you know, a quintuple, quintuple kickflip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, this is not real. Or like when you do like a board side, lip slide to nose grind, blunt slide, fakey, shove it out. You're like, no human can do that. You'd be more yeah, of a skate. Or like you see Spider-Man fall off the board and you're like, he can do whatever a spider can. <laughs> he should be able to stick to that. This is completely unrealistic and my immersion's been ruined. Well, what you're, asking, what you're asking for is a skate sequel and they're not giving us that because skate was a lot. Spider-Man was in Tony Hawk, wasn't he? He might have been, but no, no, I don't mean that. I'm saying you oh. want more of a simulation and less of an arcade experience. Maybe. I never, I skipped out on skate. Maybe I should just play that. Where do I get that? I loved skate. Three, skate three in particular. Was oh, they very good. Three. Jeez, I oh, yeah. three. Skate three was awesome. <laughs> I would, oh I could even go for like a skate three oh, remaster. It's on EA. That's not on Steam. Okay. It's an EA thing. Yeah, it was their answer to Tony Hawk, and it was a good answer. It was very good, and it was a lot more. I mean, it still had its ridiculous, some of its ridiculous stuff. But it, oh, it, it's it, EA. They probably took the FIFA Sports angle to skating a little bit maybe. more. Yeah. yeah, still approachable, still playable, still had some wacky stuff but it wasn't all wacky all the time the way that tony hawks was yeah but tony Hawk, like if, if your fifa game all of a sudden had power fireball soccer balls the fifa <laughs> fans would be mad right they just <laughs> yeah. want it to look like vanilla boring ass soccer right <laughs> and they traded they basically <laughs> traded tony hawk traded fun for simulation and skate yeah. skate and there's a, a place for that too i just think maybe they should have started the second franchise and yeah you know, anyways, whatever. Who anyway, cares? But yeah. I'm glad we're getting remasters. I'll play them. Hey, I'll play them. It seems like fun. The song I have in my head is "You Gotta Brush Your Teeth mm. If You Must." You gotta comb your hair if you must. You gotta wash your bum if you must, or else you'll be funky. Wait, is that a real song, or are you just? Yeah, it's you know, Del yeah. the Funky Homo Sapien. It's one of the songs on one or two. I remember it. Do you remember I like that? that song a lot? Do you remember that, John? <laughs> is that a song you remember, John? Do you have it in your heart? I, it is a song I remember. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I don't know that. I one. was alive during this time. <laughs> I just wasn't playing Tony Hawk. Yeah, yet, but I would. <laughs> you were alive. Honestly, it was on, it was one of the better looking. I mean, PS as far as PS One games went, Tony Hawk One looked good. Like, for, yeah, again for a PS One game, it looked great. Well, it so. played pretty good too. Like it wasn't ever janky, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but I'm anyway, happy for it. We'll get that before the end of the year. Also, Venture Beat claims EA is releasing a remaster of Mass Effect, the trilogy. And uh, I feel like we've been talking about this. So yeah. maybe they heard us. Probably not. Uh, I'm just ready for it. It's just time. That's all. When you say time, I mean, I'm worried. Okay, let me express some concern. All right. Okay, go ahead. Uh, if it's, I don't want it to be, I'm not asking for full Resident Evil slash uh, Final Fantasy style approach to this because it's already kind mm-hmm. of a modern game. Um, right. I just don't want it to be nothing but 4K upres, and that's it. I, I I'm need, okay with that. You're okay with just that? Okay. I'm a hundred percent. If they just did, we did high res textures, and that was it. That was all we did. I'm okay with it. 
As long as they do one thing, because here's the big problem. Here's the true evil of the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. It came out just before plugging your Xbox controller into your PC was a thing, mm. and none of the PC games have controller support natively. There are mods yeah. you can download to do it, but not a single one of them do controller support. And that is a crime. It is a crime. Yeah, uh, so I went to go replay Mass Effect when we were talking about it, and I stopped because of the exact thing John said. It plays like garbage mouse and keyboard it's i mean it's already you know like bo said i think last week or so like it already doesn't play like a slick action game like it plays like an rpg that is also kind of an action game and when you throw in bad mouse and keyboard controls on top of it it's rough especially with one where it was even less action even too mm. um but yeah they they need to do that. And as long as it has controller support on PC, I don't care what else they, they do with it. Um, but if they want to go and do more, I'm not going to argue with it. Yeah. Um, I hope they don't do anything really shitty, but, uh, you know, just improvements. I don't want... I already think that series is great, so I don't want them to think they have to reinvent the wheel. Well, because... one's pretty weird, though, right? Like, it plays differently. No, one's and... great. It, yeah. One's fantastic. What if they made one play as good as two and three? What if That's they... fine. Oh, yeah. If they want to do that, I'm I'm all about it. But to me, and if the they want to is... streamline the Mako stuff, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, if they want to shave time off of some of the fun activities... Like it's more gameplay and controls than than graphics. Even that I'm I'm thinking of like I want it to be all one thing, so I don't have to do the weird save file thing. So if they can take some time to reweave the little bits of the game to make it one long seamless experience, I'm like, oh, super. that's just cool. Not big changes, just little touches to to put connective tissue, even yeah. if it's just fade out and then fade in. Yeah. But it's all one gaming experience. Um. With the sensibilities of 2020 now, like yeah. certainly we can do, we can get there. I if that was all true and they just kept the graphics untouched, yeah. that's what I want from a remaster is is the game perfected, not necessarily the graphics. Although I still, I, I still want to run into a room and just hear from five different people. I will destroy you. I will destroy you. I will destroy you. I will destroy. I will destroy you. Yeah. And just be like, well, something's broken right now, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna have to shoot these people. Yeah. I'm gonna have to destroy them. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some footage now. It's a little rough around the edges. A lot of dead eye and you know stuff. But I'm kind of with you. If they if they just, I guarantee it'll be 4K. It'll be 60 frames per second. Uh, smooth, smooth running will be their big, their big key. But if they figure out a way to make one more cohesive with the way two played, I would be jazzed. But I'm with John. If they don't even do that, and the price is reasonable, and controller support is there, we're 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 good. We're good. Uh, two wasn't that it's bad a good with mouse and keyboard, by the way. It wasn't that bad. Just putting that out there. I think John's wrong on that. Two, Wait a minute, what? One was terrible with, with mouse and keyboard. Two wasn't so bad. It was okay. Oh, no, it was. Really? I promise was you. Was it that yeah. bad? I promise you they were all bad. Do I just not remember it being... Or it was, I remember it being better than it was. I, I think it's more the game and less... I just The game always felt a touch laggy, even mm. on like when I had lower graphics. It just feel the controls were just not crisp. Yeah. You know? They could, they could tighten that up, I think. I like some crispy, crispy graphics. Is that what you mean, John? 
mean, maybe. I don't know. It just every time I try to play that game with a, a mouse and keyboard, I feel uh, wrong. You feel wrong about it. I feel it. wrong. And I and you know what? I use a mouse and keyboard frequently. They're tools I'm familiar with. It's not like you know what are these? I know what to do, and yet it felt wrong every single time. I will right. say this: there's no great benefit to playing with mouse and keyboard for that game. Yeah, that it doesn't doesn't benefit at all, right? I would say it's they just aimed down sights. Yeah, and they changed the mini games to work with mouse and keyboard, and they made them worse. Like, I get that it was dumb in one that the hacking mini game was press the buttons that appear on the screen as they appear on the screen. Yeah. I get it. It was dumb, but it was way more fun than trying to push the little thing to the center and avoid other things. Like, it, it was all dumb, so make it super easy dumb rather than than that business. I tend to agree. All right. Well, if they do it, we'll keep our eye on it. We'll see what happens. Lots of remakes being done this year. The final thing I wanted to talk about is this dumb story I found about a Red Dead Redemption 2 player petting his horse for an hour. Petting his horse for an hour! Look, we all were teenagers once. (laughs) So it's happened in video game time. That means it's happened in real life, too, that someone's pet their horse for an hour. Yeah, probably, right? Like Probably. um, Somebody somewhere has... If you can do it in a game, you can do it in real life. But see, that would be a thing a horse might enjoy. Right, that's John can't take my logic. It's breaking it. It hurts him. Because a horse, a video game, you can do it in real life. A horse might enjoy that in real life. In the game, I think your hands would get tired because you got to do a lot of control controller stuff to keep petting your horse. Um, but so this video when exists. He pet his horse. Was he doing anything else while petting it? No. Nope. Well, like I don't watching know. Watching TV or something doesn't you know? say. Um, no, just. Just petting the horse going, that's a good That's girl. a good boy. That's a good girl. There, there you go. There there, you I have some audio, I think. There. Let's see if it'll do it. Hold on. Here we go. Been through it, ain't we? Been through it. How you doing? Petting the horse. Does he, does he talk through the video or good is it girl. just silent? He's the, the player doesn't talk, just the character. Uh, the, so it could be loot, couldn't it? Couldn't he just record 10 minutes and... Who's my girl? Well, you know what I just realized? This isn't. This is Red Dead. No, it is Red Dead Two. But he's doing it with. Um, he's doing it with John Marsden, and not the new yeah, character. Yeah, that's a little spoiler for y'all. Yeah, there's John Marsden's in Red Dead Two. Oh. <laughs> it's a pre- it's a it's a prequel. We already knew all this. It's a prequel. I didn't know. You didn't know that Red Dead Two was a prequel. I probably forgot. I probably knew and forgot. It's a prequel from the gang. No, time. I didn't know that. I yeah, two was a prequel to one. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's from back when he was in his gang with all those other guys, and now you get to meet Are all those other guys. Are you allowed to use the number two when you're prequeling? Uh, yeah. Yes. Lots of people do it. Yeah. Resident Evil Three is a prequel to two. Really? Sorta. Sorta. It starts over. before it, but ends after it. Okay. All right. All right. What's another one? What's another one? Uh, back to the Future Two. That doesn't count. <laughs> That yeah, doesn't, doesn't count. count. Back to the Future Three happens long before everything else because they go back to the Wild West. Yeah, yeah but that's that one. I, I veto that. Yeah, you Sorry. can't. Time travel can't be part of it. It has to be like uh, continuity here. So Star Wars doesn't count either because it actually is the second installment. Yeah, hold on. But there's an example here. I just got. I, I mean, it. you can't put a numeral on it, right? If you call it like Aliens, 
revisiting the past. You know, even if it's the fifth or ninth movie, you didn't put a two or a number on it. So we're good. In my mind, we're good. You haven't you haven't violated Bo's laws of sequels. I haven't thought about this at all. I think you might be onto something. Like you I know, all I can a, think of is Resident Evil Three. It's the only case I had. Yeah, you now can one make has... another installment, but numeralizing them is just confusing because the, the numeral means there's a sequence. I bet and it happens you... in video games a lot. Like flashbacks uh, oh, are okay if oh, part two takes place in in the in the chronological next step, but then travels to the past for flashback. Well, that's fine. Okay, but if it's just if it's Rogue One. You don't put a number on it. Okay, but John, but yes. b- you got one? What is it? Overwatch 2 yeah. is actually the first game that they're putting out, apparently, or it's just an expansion pack to that first game. <laughs> yeah, Overwatch 2 is offside. Good, good, I'm good with that. Oh, they're offside. It's, that doesn't, it's... And Jeff Kaplan even said, I think we're offside at the BlizzCon. He was like, guys... I talked about. I think we're offside, but the brass wants it that way. So here we go. Wow! <laughs> I think you said that. I don't know if that works. I, so, so, something like that. Yeah, I, man. I'm trying to think of a movie sequel. I can't yeah. think of one. I that bet you can get into some with some horror movie business. Probably. Yeah, horror, horror movies. Friday do the Thirteenth. So Friday the Thirteenth. Does it ever go into the past? Uh, There's a lot of Friday the Thirteenth. Other than there the reboot, is, no. It's, I mean, but it's usually a linear story. There's actually a level of progression to Friday the Thirteenth, which is interesting. I can't even use Mad Max because Fury Road's almost like a reboot, not a, not a go. Yeah, I'm just saying a number. The, you know, you can definitely make another installment that's the second movie that takes place in the past, but don't put a number on it. That's all I'm saying. I folks. think you might be right. I can't believe I'm agreeing with this, but I think you're right. I didn't have any problem with this until you brought it up. <laughs> I mean, not that I don't agree with you normally. I do, but I mean, it's just I have not considered that with Red Dead Two, but not even once. Yeah, I think it's illegal. I, I didn't know. I thought it was just a chronological sequel. No, of some kind. It goes yeah. back to the gang time when John Marsden was in the gang of. I guess there called. are a few games that, like Final Fantasy, in my mind is offside too. Oh, big is it? time. Yeah, yeah. They got nothing to do with each other. Oh no, yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. You know what? There's a sequ- there's a series that I guarantee messes with not just the, that they don't have anything to do with each other, but that the timelines are all effed up. Yeah, I mean, even if you tried to do an interconnected thing with it, nine is all past stuff, but seven was all high tech. Yeah. Know, 14. No, I'm sorry. 13 was was fantasy more. I don't know. Wait, no, wait. Do you I think th- their games would be better if they just call them different things? I mean, you know, like. No. Um, Cloud would be the green shit in the sky. <laughs> Final, Final Fantasy Mako Energy. Mako Energy. There's no Final Fantasy. Just title the games without Final oh. Fantasy part and see what, what what would you call them. Like Chrono Trigger is a good example. That could just be a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. It is. Actually, there's a, a game called Final Fantasy Chronicles. I think it's Chronicles or Anthology. I think it's Chronicles, though, which mm-hmm. is Final Fantasy 3. Six and Chrono Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two games that are in it. It's a Final yeah. Fantasy game and Chrono Trigger. Also, Weird. Final Fantasy is leaning into the whole lack of logic by also calling all of their games the Final Fantasy. Yeah, they yeah. like to do that. Instead of one of a series of many fantasies, which is what the series should be called. <laughs> Another Fantasy 8. Yeah. 
Because there's no because there's no final to it anyway. It's never been final. Oh. Well, that's the thing. That's the real secret is at the end, they all die every single time. <laughs> no, they don't, do they? That doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, every single one has a bad ending and they all die. In 15, do they crash that dumb car with all those dudes in it? <laughs> drive off a cliff yeah they tried they to look- make it a real message and one of them's like guys let's go he's like no you hit the end you're drunk he's like whatever i'm the son of the king i'll do what i want and then they swerve to avoid hitting a deer yeah. and they go right off the edge of this, the their dude bro lifestyle ends in misery yeah. Okay. Well, that all makes say, sense. It's that, or it's the SNL cat, except it's the Koopo guy. <laughs> Remember that skit with yeah. the cat? They turn, but like the cat's driving the car, and they drive off a cliff, and that yeah. was the whole thing. Yep. That was the entire yeah. skit. So instead of the cat, it's a it's a, a Moogle. A, a, a Muggle. Muggle. Moogle. A Moogle. Muggles are Muggles are Harry from Harry Potter, Potter. creatures. Yeah. Mulligan? So, Not Mulligan. What are you trying to say? Well, that's a no, golf the, thing. There's a cre- there's a white um like a white plump creature in all Final Fantasies and have a little thing on their head, little, oh. like little bears with wings. Yeah. yeah. They're and, called Moogles. Oh, uh, and you're gonna hate this part. Can, I'm gonna spoil it for Scott. Go ahead, because I hate those. So little there's things. a little kid. Yeah. At one point there's a vendor who <laughs> you pick up these Moogle amulets yeah. or something, and you trade them for special items. And there's this part of a poor part of town where it's just kids that rule this little area and you do quests for the kids. Yeah. Which is cute, but one of the kids is dressed up in a Moogle cosplay outfit. Wow. And you exchange your Moogle amulets for Moogle items. But the thing you're going to hate is not this. I haven't said it yet. Is that (laughs) he ends. So in the game, when it's text, Moogles end all of their sentences with Koopo. So they're like, you want to go to the store, Koopo? Let's do it, Koopo. All right, Koopo. When you read it, you're like, okay, that's weird. But you have a little kid now saying, hello there, Mr. Cloud. Would you like to buy something, Koopo? Oh, you'd be like, no, I don't want to buy something. Don't you don't have to be sure with me, Koopo? And he just says Koopo like every second sentence all the time. That sounds terrible. Like, no, every sentence, you know what? Like, no, Scott, I am laying down the bullshit clause right here. Go for it. On this, go for it. You're wrong because you every week for the past several months. You've been nothing but all in on Animal Crossing, where every damn animal in that town ends their sentence with something. Every one of them is like, hey, man, you want to come over and lift later, skadoosh? Yeah, I know. Like, it doesn't mean I like it, though. It doesn't mean I like it. It just means See, when they you, do when it. You, it's different when you hear it than when you read it. Is it voice acted at all? No, no, no they just, just go. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, and when you hear stuff like that voice acted, I, I, whenever I hear it, I just picture Scott getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm like, oh, wait, Scott's going to hate this. <laughs> yeah, that's some anime bullshit right there. That's what that is. Yeah. Uh, you should still play it, though, Scott. All right. Yeah. And just anytime you get mad at Koopo Kid... Just remember, he's an animal from Animal Crossing. Just pretend. Also, oh, one other little side note that's yeah. completely different. But I believe, I believe I'm right in this, that Final Fantasy VII is an Unreal Engine 4. Yes, that is correct. So all the cool stuff we saw about Unreal Engine 5 today is going to be in the next Final oh, Fantasy Oh, yeah. In VII. theory, yeah. That, well, that was the other thing. They, t- uh, they didn't talk about it in the video, but they talked about it in an interview, maybe with The Verge or somebody. Somewhere I read this. Uh, they want to make it easier than ever for people that are already working in their current version to move up and to assets seamlessly move to five. Uh, Cause in the past moving from three to four kind of a pain in the ass. In fact, remember that was the big complaint from Randy Pitchford, why things got so expensive. Oh with, uh, yeah. They borderland three delay was blamed on it. I think. Yeah. So that process 
and costs associated with it are supposed to be kind of a non-issue from four to five. So, so that's, that, that's in theory, you're right. They should, yeah. Unreal five should be so, the thing for seven point, whatever they're going to call this. I don't know what they call it. Seven. Seeing, see, Final oh no, Fantasy I, I seven remake uh, we remake. We were talking about this. This remake, uh, Draven Dresden. I don't think he's here in the chat room today, but he said Final Fantasy seven remake, rebirth and re or no reunion and rebirth. Oh, hey, that's not bad. Use all the re's. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I yeah, like I thought it was like yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> What if, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's a great name and what they should do. I'm gonna say my prediction for what they do is remake part two. <laughs> so you don't think they're gonna do the good idea? You think they'll do what I think they're gonna do, which is call it remake part two. I agree with John. Yes. I don't want them to, but that's what they're gonna do. Final Fantasy VII remake part two. Yeah, yeah. definitely a Japanese game. Yeah, they, they, you see yeah. that? You see that one game that it, I'm, I'm like, what? It looks cool. There's a shooter, a Japanese shooter, Bright Memory Infinite. Uh, you seen any trailers for this thing? No. It was on the Xbox demonstration, I think. They also showed some stuff off earlier this year. It's supposed to be this Japanese first-person shooter that people are kind of hyped about. I know nothing about it, but it has like samurai stuff, but also guns. I'm into that. Looks kind of. It looks pretty cool. It's got a weird name. Bright Memory Infinite. Bright Memory Infinite. How dumb is That's that name? It's a shooter game called Bright Memory. Is there a perverted then, old man and a mascot animal, half animal, half person thing? Or? No, it's just been action. I saw. Okay. All right. No old men yet. <laughs> well, aren't you guys going to be excited to hear what I'm about to tell you in this next segment? We call what we're playing. <laughs> I'll skip around here a little because you need to know that I got into some serious anime bullshit this week. <laughs> yeah, you did. And it's in the form of, I got a good deal on it, and I also really like the combat in the Ace Combat games. So I picked up Ace Combat 7 uh, on sale, and it's the first time it's really been on sale on Steam since it launched a year and a half ago, whatever it's been, uh, a year ago, whatever it was. Anyway, uh, I like those games. Because I think they really have really fun aerial combat without being too simish, and I don't I, I like you know a good arcade thing, but also beautiful. The, that speaking of engines, that game is just gorgeous, blowing stuff up real good, missiles flying all over, killing killing other planes and stuff. Great time, but man, that storyline is the epitome of the stuff I can't stand in sappy, dumb, not all but many anime stories. It's ridiculous. So I don't know if you guys have seen any of it, any of this, or played any of it, but it is the it is. I don't even know what's happening. I don't know what's happening in the story. It's very ridiculous. dramatic. It's very dramatic anime of like, no, you can't sacrifice yourself. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. No, I'm gonna take this plane and do my thing. And what's funny is there are all these really cool modern aircraft that are just like stuff we have today. So it's not super future, but it is in a way because. The world's broken up into two chunks, and one's called Uasia or Uasia or something, which is like USA and part of Asia came together and became the same deal. And then the other one's like, <laughs> wait, what? Some other dumb. Oh, it's so dumb. And then Uasia. Yeah, it's really <laughs> shitty. And they take it so seriously, so they're always going, "What do we do if Uasia doesn't survive this attack?" <laughs> well, don't worry, we've got a whole bunch of blah, blah, just really bad anime bullshit. But the best part about it is, I think that weird combo is working for me because it's super dumb in the cutscenes, and I'm loving it because of how dumb it is. And then you go right into some amazing aerial combat, and then you go back to this dumb story that makes no sense and that is just so sappy and dumb. 
I'm really enjoying it. So thumbs up for Ace Combat 7. So oh my God. I'm really enjoying it. It's good. It's very good. Never in a million years would I have predicted you would have liked this. <laughs> I played old Ace Combat games. I don't remember them being this this uh, melodramatic anime business. I don't remember it being quite like this. Like This is some intense, really stupid stuff. But at the same time... Watch the trailer and it, it's incredible how dramatic it is. I wouldn't have so, expected it from a... It's so Oh, bad. yeah. Everybody is like in a race to sacrifice themselves dramatically in this game. Yeah, they really are. And and the game... And then the gameplay is just a really good flight game. <laughs> like shooting dudes, dogfighting, locking on, firing two missiles, blowing them up real good, flying too low, pull up, pull up, all that kind of stuff. It's Top Gun. You're playing Top Gun. But in between, the story cool. is just like, I don't know. Eurasia is having a real bad time. What do we do? Like, it's just a. Howdy it's a <laughs> <laughs> I will never play Persona ever, chat room. I played it. I'm not playing it again. I played four. I'm done. Never. I heard some things about that game that make me want to not play it and play it at the same time. Persona? Yeah. The series? I played four and I get why people like it, but it's so anime it hurts. Uh it looks that way, but also it's very like I guess you have to get off schedule yourself. meetings with NPCs and hang out with them. Oh yeah. All oh, kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 All Stuff kinds of dumb me. stuff like that. You have to off yourself to get into the world to fight. You have to like study because you have like outside of the RPG world stats. So you have to like you have to pass school. Yeah, that's true. Like, so you gotta I'm, do homework, and that's gotta, what it was. That I'm like, I'm out of the school. I'm out of there. I still have PTSD. I play game of school. I have something like look, bully. Somebody sent me a copy of Persona Five. I should stream that. Terror. I mean, that's what is that? Nine thousand hours. You it's, should. How you long should is it? Though? It's a really long game. It's like ninety hours. Yeah, it's long. Like I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Well, know. maybe well, it's good for a stream. The whole thing stream for a little bit. I'll just make fun of it the whole time, and then someone's going to be offended that I'm so rude to their favorite game. Look, people need to know what your tastes are and what to get involved in. <laughs> if somebody's going to get offended because someone screams really loud, then you're not the person to watch play a horror game. You yeah. know, like you have to know what you want. Like you got to go where it is. If you want like in-depth, thoughtful analysis of anime, yeah. not you. No, you're not the person that's going to provide that. For no, them. it isn't me. I'll, I'll make it easy for you. If if Persona Five is good, you should play it, but you shouldn't. Stream. I don't think you should stream it. Nobody don't, wants to don't watch stream. Nobody wants that. to watch me play an anime game. Yeah, yeah. But then I can't. Nobody think wants of... to watch anyone play Persona. Well, I'm not. I have no other motivation to play it other than to stream it. So it would be the only way I would play it. I don't. <laughs> Because I don't want to put myself through that unless I'm laughing and hanging around with people. That'd be that'd be a nightmare. So yeah, don't count on it. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, Ace Combat Seven. It's very cool. Got it for twenty four bucks. It was worth it. Uh, I'm gonna keep playing that. And oh, today I forgot to mention. I didn't put it in the notes. I cra- I haven't had any time with it. In fact, it's paused on my PC right now. Because uh, I because the show is starting and I had to get in here. But um, uh, I installed Mech Warrior Five because it showed up on Game Pass. So oh, new on Game Pass, Mech Warrior Five, a game that I thought I would buy day one, but it had some rough launch problems and bugs, and people are like, "Wait, hold off." So now I'm playing it, and so far so good. It's just tutorial that I'm in, but I'm in a giant mech and I'm shooting shit. What else do you want in life? I love mech games. I love giant robots. 
I'm in. And also, it's not the we're not talking about the big dumb anime kind with a, a perverted old man and a, and a monkey that follows you around. You're like in a real proper rusted bucket piece of shit mech in the mech warrior universe, talking trash and blowing stuff up. And your mech's 200 years old, and there isn't anybody going. Uh, uh, none of that. It's just you shooting things and going, yeah. All right, you go to the point. So it's Western, man. That's what I'm now, talking about. See, that's where you're going to get people. Like, people people are like, look, it's fine if Scott makes fun of anime, but do not diss the anime style mechs. Like, people feel very strongly about that. I know they do. And you know what? I like Gundam. I like, the, I actually like that stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm taking oh, the you, piss. You, li- you like Gundams, right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're great. I love okay. uh, Voltron. I love, um, most. Uh, I love Transformers, although that's it was animated in Japan, but it was kind of an idea over here, and it was just to sell toys. So I understand all that, but but I like big robot content, regardless of its source. Except I really didn't like Pacific Rim that much, but it's okay. It's not great. It's okay. It's no robot jocks. No, it's no robot jocks. <laughs> but I like that kind of stuff in general. So I'm mostly, as the British say, taking the piss here and just being a, being a jerk for no reason. Um, that being said, though, my jam is really like, you know why? Because it's Mad Maxi, the Mech Warrior universe. Yeah. Everything's rusted to shit and back. Everything's beat up and war torn, and and it's like why I like Warhammer 40k. It's the same. It's the same jam for well, me. The stakes are higher too because the the mechs aren't easily buildable. Right. So losing them isn't just like manufacture some more. It's like, oh no, we've lost our only defender of this city or whatever. It's a big deal. Yeah, can exactly. Can you imagine a Mad Max style mech? Dude. Like don't. fight, like where they're not, they're not like, even by the like rough and tumble standards, like it's barely that. It's just rusted up cars just welded together to walk. It just looks like the Transformers oh ran out of options. Oh my god! All right, can we get you to direct the next Mad Max movie, please? Yeah, be bad. so freaking cool. You know how into <laughs> that you, I would you've be. You've won my support with this amazing <laughs> suggestion that I've never thought of in my mind. I would oh, be wow. over the moon. I love that kind of stuff. And to me, this is kind of as close as you get to it. So anyway, I plan to uh, play it and enjoy it and see how the campaign is. I really love the old games, and I think the Mech Warrior uh, universe, and you know. BattleTech, all that stuff is just rad. So I'm going to keep playing that. Um, anyway, I just wanted to mention I'm also playing Moonlighter again for some reason. It's on the Switch now. I got it for ten bucks, so that's probably the reason. So I'm playing it like in bed <laughs> uh, when I'm not playing Animal Crossing. That's kind of my go-to Switch thing. Moonlighter is awesome. I've talked about it before, so I don't have to get into it too much. And then the other game outside of Animal Crossing is a weird little game I got a code for called Jet Lancer. Uh, didn't know what it was going to be. It was on Switch and Steam. I got a Steam code. And you guys know like old arcade shooters that were like 360-degree aerial kind of shooting games where uh, I can't even think of a good example, of a, a name of a game that was like it. But you could, you know, turn 360 degrees and you could, you know, shoot other planes. <laughs> this all sounds so dumb. Like, like a top-down sort of view? Kind of top-down or 2D, yeah, flat, like side view more like. Uh, but not like... Not but like any the, direction kind of thing? Yeah, you not could like just... A, it's not a life force or... Um, that's an old callback. What's that game? R-Type. It's not an R-Type. Oh, type not like game. R-Type, no. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. It, it is that view, but your plane and or whatever is just... You can go anywhere, up, go down, all around, all around. There, yeah. was a, there was a couple of big games like that. We were tanks for Nintendo. Like yeah. SNK games. Yeah, and I can't think of the names. Called. I know these existed because I love them. 
Anyway, this is one of those. It's new. It's brand new. And it, man, that thing controls so cool. I freaking love it. Not a lot to say about it because it is exactly what you think it is. Do these little missions, go to the next mission. Um, it's got this 16-bit kind of aesthetic, but also does stuff you couldn't have done in the 16-bit era, obviously. Uh, lots of gun, lots of bullets, lots of stuff. It's not bullet hell, but it's tough. It's hard. And it's very rad. And uh, people should check it out. It's 15 bucks, I think. Jet Lancer. Oh, it looks it looks cool. It is cool. Very I mean it's it is zone out arcade, you know. Yeah. Shoot shit. It's not there's nothing I mean, you you advance. Nothing you get wrong stuff. with a game like that. Yeah, it's it's one of those kind of games. Not Ikaruga. Ikaruga is more top down nineteen forty two style shooter. This is different than that chat room. I can't oh. I just Bullet, I cannot Bullet Hell cr- is soul crushing. Y- yeah. Yeah. Bullet you Hell know, makes you, you want to sometimes you want to just a shooter that lets win. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Dodge the you bullets know? is is fun in certain amounts, but not in bullet hell. I can't do bullet hell. All right. Uh John, you gotta switch light. Tell the world. Preach it long and hard. Switch light. John has one. Hold it up. Where's your blue switch light? Oh, you got one. Yep, there it is. Look at it. Blue is the day is long. Right there. Oh, the sexy <laughs> hot blue. And uh, there's a fan. Oh, you're like you're the event. Sweden of Nintendo Switch holder. Look at that! Thing. You can see Scott's art in the reflection. Look at that. Ooh, it's oh, it's a uh, it's a uh, what's his name? Walter White saying apply yourself. Yeah. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah. How are you yeah. doing that? Apply yourself. It's above my. Oh, you <laughs> have my art there. That's cool. <laughs> I Scott out. He's like, how are, how did you get how my did art? How did you get my art? You need to tell me right now. There's a lawsuit on the. <laughs> I am the one who knocks. Anyway, uh, so now we're now we're now you got to switch and you're playing Animal Crossing and you're, and you're loving it because I wasn't lying, right? It's great. It's a good fun. Time. It's great. I I love the switch. It was just a matter of uh, right time, right place, which ended up being very true. They're very hard to get right now, um, and I was kind of monitoring it and you know looking up places locally where I could go pick one up because I ran out of options with Amazon and other places that would ship them, and so I was just like, all right, well, I need to get it from somewhere, and I searched, and there were three available in the Phoenix area near me, and uh, I, there were two blue and one pink, and the blue one that was close to me, I was ready to go uh and it sold out before i got off work oh man so i left work and i was like come on you know is is this other one really going to be there um went for a bit of a drive drove about 30 minutes extra on my way home and uh stopped and got the last one that they had and so i was like well all right it's meant to be i'm gonna get my blue switch nice and uh i got it I, i like it uh, I picked up Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited that I got to see Scott's town because it looks like you get to build some really cool stuff with that. Oh yeah, uh, my town is crappy right now, but it will grow. <laughs> yeah. and now I know that it's early. Uh, it's I also early. Uh, picked up Mario Odyssey, which I have not played, but I hear is very good. Yes, it's amazing. It's my favorite. Currently, my favorite of the 3D Mario games. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just a great game. You'll love it. Nothing wrong with that. Game. And uh, I picked up Disgaea because it was on sale. Uh, they did a re-release of Disgaea 1 where they updated the art and all that. And I picked that up because I like tactics games. And uh, so I love that game. I love that series. Uh, Scott, that is definitely not a game for you. There is some anime bullshit in that <laughs> game. <laughs> I had a feeling by the name alone, but uh, yeah, not really familiar so. with the series. Uh, that's it's, great. Uh, it's it's a deep, deep, deep like tactics game. It's one of those games where if you're willing to put in the time, you can just put in 
you know, 300 hours if you want in that game and not bat an eye. So, good lord. So, Disgaea is uh, very interesting. It's it's a tactics game where he plays the bad guys is also one of the key things. Like, you're the you're the ruler of the underworld in that game. Oh, so well, everyone likes doing that. that yeah, everybody wants But it's that. also anime. So remember, just anytime you're like, oh, that sounds appealing, just remember how anime it is. But it is pretty funny. Uh, there's a whole chapter arc that's about you trying to stop some paparazzi photos from getting out that I think for in some reason involves a horse wiener. <laughs> I don't 100% <laughs> remember how the horse wiener factors in, okay. but I do remember it being in there uh it's good and uh the only other thing i played was i played a pc game called don't touch anything it's a pretty simple little puzzle game uh but it is really really fun and i beat it and i recommend it i wouldn't maybe spend a lot of money on it because it is the kind of game that you look at and you go this could maybe be like a like a flash game or something like that with the level of depth it has Mm. but it's very charming and it's a game where you're you're given a button and you're told not to push it, and then depending on what you do, you can unlock like twenty four different endings or something like that. Wow, I, I mean, you've sold me, so sign me up for your weird PC game. It's neat. It's it's a really neat game. Like it's such a simple premise because the you basically the idea is that some guy says I have to go use the bathroom. Please don't touch anything. You're sitting at a computer console with a view of a city. There's a little red button in front of you. You can get an ending by doing what he says and not touching anything. Or you can push the button, which opens up a panel, which now gives you different options you can do. And you slowly discover that if you hit the button multiple times, different things happen. If you flip the switches in a certain combination, these things happen. And there's just a bunch of cool puzzles hidden in it. It's kind of like a puzzle box, mm. actually, now okay. that I think about it. So, yeah, if what? you're into that sort of thing, check it out. All right. Well, you're not going to solve it and Pinhead will show up, right? It's not going to show up and say, ah, you fixed the Pandora's box. Now you got to come well, to whatever. Well, almost every single ending involves the city being destroyed <laughs> in some fashion. So, yes, this is exactly what happens. Okay, Whether great. it's by Nuke or Cthulhu, it happens. All right, sweet. Um, and a quick note in the chat. Uh, Bod Hist, uh, he has his name, says, bear with me, Pinball plus Metroidvania equals Yoku's Island Express. Great game. That is absolutely true. So, John, just keep your eye on sales because that thing is often super cheap. Uh, oh, what's it called? It's Yoku's called Yoku's Island, Island Express. Express. It's amazing, that game. An amazing little game. You can get it on the cheap. Uh, I have it on two platforms. I liked it so much. That's a very cool game. It's basically, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's, well, what he said. It's the like way pinball. he said it sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's the description he gave is right. It's also very pretty. It's a beautiful game. It's a great little Switch game. That's really good. Anyway, hmm. all right. Now you got me all excited to play that again, chat. Nice job. Bo, you've been playing The Witcher again. Your goal of finishing that game is maybe in the future. What's going on? Yep, I'm, I'm back playing The Witcher 3. Whoa. Um, yep, I haven't made any progress in the main story. Yeah. So I played maybe 10, 20 hours, and I'm still finishing up Skellica. <laughs> like, I'm getting all the question marks. Mm-hmm. I've cleared it. Just three left for when I go back for a main story campaign, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. There's one place of power in Skellige that you can only get during a certain period of time. So it's showing on the map is undone. It's really bothering me, and I think you can't go back. And I'm way too far to reload. 
anyways so that's so bothering me well um <laughs> can you go back and there's a way to get back there though right no it's a locked off area part of like you know when they have those sections of quests where you go into some area and story filled yeah then it's not in the open world yeah. you know, once you're done yeah there might be one of those i haven't been able to get to it and the stuff i looked at i looked that one up and i it was a few years ago now because playing this game is a is a years long endeavor. Oh yeah, um, we're five years into that thing now. That game. Um, I, last I remembered, you weren't able to go back, but I'm kind of hoping that gets patched or something. It seems broken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't done anything of interest in there, so I guess that's all I'll say. I keep hoping <laughs> somebody will find me a deal on for The Witcher Three on Switch because you can sh- you can share your saves. They have a built-in way to do it. So your PC save or your console save. Actually, no, I'm sorry, oh. just PC. Uh, but if you have a PC, you have a PC version of Witcher Three, and then you get it on the Switch, uh, it just syncs your saves somehow through the Steam Cloud stuff. I don't know how, but it works. Totally works. It's like well, an, yeah, CD Projekt's pretty open about working with people. So because I have Cloud Steam saves mm-hmm. with Witcher, yeah. So I imagine CD Project Red, Project Red is like cool. Send them to us, I guess, how on their cool GOG is that? platform. That's so cool. I, want to I mean, that of... sounds awesome, but I got to be honest, like, I think I might be too big of a graphics and performance snob to play Witcher on Switch. You would be surprised. Go find some footage, find a YouTube play of, of it. You'll be shocked how well that thing runs on Switch. Like that is a, it's okay. kind of shocking to watch. Um, does it, you know, does it take a hit? Yes. But does it take a hit that's like, you know, ruins it? No. If you if you're playing it in both places with shared saves, then it's like kind of a no brainer because now you have it on the go and you can keep playing, and then whatever you do there is all sent to your PC back when you're in front of your huge rig playing the game again. I don't know. There's something about that I really like. But yeah. You then it's then it's almost like I have an actual Switch with my Switch Lite. Right. I can play it that's portable. Tr- or I can that's play true. It on my PC. That's a really good point. Actually, yeah. I'm showing video right now to the chat. That looks great. Tell me that doesn't look as good as no that does not look as good as my computer i don't know dude no look at it okay not as good sure but on a little screen in your hand in bed this is pretty good yeah it's fine it's fine like uh, people are getting very defensive look if if it doesn't bother you it's fine it bothers me yeah (laughs) i don't like it i'm i am the person who downloads skyrim goes to all the trouble to to install skyrim and then i immediately go all right we need some graphics packs for this <laughs> and skyrim's fine it doesn't need it but it's something that i need to do i understand i do i think it would i think a good frame rate and good quality textures is enough to make me realize oh wow this is okay i mean it's a five-year-old game of course it runs on the switch okay that's fine it's good. It's it's probably fine. It's really fine. Cool. It's like a fine wine. All right. Uh, and Bo, what? A, oh, Hearthstone. Playing that again. Right? Yeah. So we didn't play talk a lot about this last week, but I've been playing a ton of Hearthstone. Hmm. And um, I think it's why well, I, I did mention this because my friend Mike he doesn't play very many games. So one game, you know, during this pandemic, we're trying to play games together with people. I find myself compromising on the kinds of games I'll play. So, you know, <laughs> such a reverse slap in the face, like, what do you mean? Lower my standards to play games that uh, the <laughs> yeah, common to, folk to, my, to my non-gamer friends when I'm like, 
do you want to play Diablo 3? They're like, eh, it sounds complicated. Oh, like, it's easy as game, you know? Yeah. Like, so I got to find, like, Overcooked is, you know, you got to find games that I totally get to that it. audience. Totally get so, it. So, Battleground, like, in Battlegrounds works and it's pretty easy and passive. So, you know, it's not like you're watching someone play. You can play together and make decisions together, which is always fun. And then I got hooked. I realized there's a whole bunch of solo content that I haven't done. So I've been working my way through it. I beat the Lich King with all the different classes and got oh, yeah. the Arthas thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. I'm just beating cla- the hard modes of everything and just going through it, and I'm enjoying it. So That's great. Yeah, That's awesome. It's been the, fun. Game, the game's in a pretty good place for people who like Hearthstone. If you want to just play Hearthstone only for single-player content, you have months. Yeah. Uh, like, you could play it. Like, I've been playing that game for two weeks, um, like, not daily, but almost daily, at least an hour, if not yeah. more. And I've been getting a lot of value and not paid a cent, you know? Well, I did pay a cent. Did, I bought, uh, uh, oh, did you buy some cards bought, or something? I did buy some cards. Can you, have <laughs> That's you, how they get you, but I was like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> have you spent much time in the um, Battlegrounds thing? I mean, that still seems to be the... Uh, I mean, I moved over to the solo content, so no. I haven't no. spent that much time. Like, so at much. first, when I play with Mike, I do, but yeah. alone, I play solo content. Take that, Mike. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like auto chess. I respect it. It's great. Enjoy your game. Yeah. I don't like it. It's just. It's like. I think some people like when they put. You know, you put two different bugs in an aquarium and watch what happens. That is what it's like. Yes, that's a great comparison. I used to when I was a kid. I ever tell you guys about this? I had a tarantula, a praying mantis, and a toad in the same aquarium because I wanted to see who. Who would triumph in this three-way battle royale? Uh-huh. And so I put them in all separate corners. Toad over here, praying mantis over here, tarantula over here. Left, came back a few hours later. Here's what I find. I find a toad Wait. in the corner with his eyes gouged out. <laughs> dead. You should laugh at me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He was dead with his eyes gouged out, staring in the, into the abyss, just looking straight up. Oh, my Just sitting God. there. He was dead. Then I'm like, oh, my gosh, who did this? So I'm, I'm searching around the thing. And then I find just a half-eaten corpse of a tarantula laying there. Always, right. always praying bet mantis on for the, the praying win? mantis. Holy shit. Always bet the on the praying them. mantis would win. Like, I'm kind of sad getting so into your, like death sport that you played but at the same time like honestly i'm surprised the praying mantis i was too i thought the spider would win i was sure of it uh i'll go i just guess they're not technically spiders right they're a different kind of i mean i mean that's like putting genji in an aquarium with um (laughs) kevin james and (laughs) overweight john favreau (laughs) (laughs) wait who's kevin james in this scenario which one is he the toad I eyes. don't know. I didn't pick one. <laughs> yeah, he's the toad. Yeah, John right. Favreau's cooler. He gets to be the tarantula. Sure, why not? But yeah, he was fine. He lived. He continued on. Those other two. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this happened when I was like 14. But I don't blame you for doing it because it's hard to believe a praying mantis can do what it does, honestly. They're brutal. It's pretty impressive. They're brutal. Yeah. And I didn't do it to be like, oh, okay, let's see what kills what first. I was like, well, I only have one cage and I have these three things and I want to just put them all in this cage. Ooh, I wonder what will happen. It wasn't like, what creature can I kill today with a praying man? It wasn't like that. It wasn't like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And like literally every kid does this. They're not supposed to. My sister was obsessed with bugs. Yeah. She had all kinds of bugs. She put them in, she put holes in them, but they'd all they die, get cried. Like Yeah. Plus that's like twelve life. or fourteen or something like that. I was a dumb kid. 
you know? Yeah, bugs bugs don't hold up well against children. Like, number one predator of bugs, children. But yeah. as much as we're defending it, like, I found it genuinely funny and laugh. So think what you will about me. Yeah. <laughs> Make your judgments as necessary. It's I like fun. gore and violence. I don't know why. I yeah. Just do. And the now, these days, like, I went out of my way. We pulled some roots out because we're trying to get rid of an old bush and put in some new stuff out in front of the house. And uh, so Kim and I are out there yanking on these roots and took forever. But down deep in them next to the cement up next to the house, there are is like this huge colony of uh, snails in there, just tons of them. And they're all alive and living in there. And I went out of my way to scoop out as many as I could find and put them somewhere else dark and wet away from all of this so I wouldn't kill them. So, you know, you change. In my old, when I was 12, I might have put those all in the cage and said, all right, praying mantis, how about 100 snails versus one praying mantis? Like, maybe yeah. I would have done that then. But, you know, I'm not an a-hole now. They're living creatures. I don't want we to. We don't have to feel bad. We literally, literally everyone, almost everyone in this chat room, including us, everyone listening, did shitty things when they were a kid yeah. or young. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It happens. It's not. And my, my daughter gay all the time. I just be like, you're gay. Yeah, you're gay. Yeah, you don't do and that now anymore. Now my brother is gay, and I don't make don't use words like that anymore. But even if he wasn't, you probably was wouldn't do it because maturity, right? Maturity. Even yeah. Well, I don't abuse my sister anymore. But when I was a kid, I any chance I could to get her in trouble or make her angry, that was yeah, that's all I wanted to do. I'm glad you clarified that there at the end with that. Uh... That words that words a rough one. Uh, also, uh, uh, wait, what? You, you said I don't. You said I don't abuse my sister anymore, and it just hit me in a slightly weird way. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, it is abusive. It's just not abusive <laughs> in the criminal sense. But like, if right. you're an older sibling and you're like, you're stupid. I mean, it's abusive. It is. What's stupid? It is. But like, when you're ten years old, you're like. I don't get stop used to. She is stupid. She needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it totally is. I How was does mean she not know? She needs someone to inform her. I was mean to my... Someone was, is me. <laughs> it will be I was, me. I was mean to my sisters because, you know, you're just a jerk when you're a kid. Yeah. And now I'm really we close all to it. all of them and everyone's great. So it's fine. You grow up. You've all done it. Don't need to feel bad. No. <laughs> you, you were basically a... What's that guy's name? Not my Tyson. The other guy. Oh. The hair guy. The hair guy? Oh, the guy who sets up the matches. Oh, uh, uh, Don King. Don King. Yeah, I'm the Don yeah, King of the Don, animals. You're the Don King of the local. I was the promoter of this. <laughs> come on, yeah. come on. Who lived the Ventus, the tarantula, or Ted the yeah. frog? Yeah, uh, yeah. So for some reason, a couple of people in the chat are really laying into me on this one, and I think maybe they don't understand what, what? it means to grow up from being a kid and when you're doing stupid stuff. Anyway, that's fine. Everybody that's I knew was blowing up ant hills and. What else did you do? You had the, do you guys ever, you get the magnifying glass and, you know, burn a worm or something? I never did that. I, my did, friends do did, the, that. I did do the magnifying glass on a slug when I was a kid. See, there you go. And John wouldn't hurt a flea now. I already know he's a, he's a lover, not a fighter. So there you go. All right, let's do a, uh, uh, let's do a, what am I doing here? Oh, we're done with that. Let's do a quick email. I like emails. That's a good question. We got this one from somebody. Oh, a, uh, three is his name, I guess. He uh, says the subject is doom. He says, hey, guys, Bill here, all three on Twitter. I love the show. I have two games I'd like to comment on. I'm usually that guy that doesn't buy a game when, he, when it's new and wait until it goes on sale. But on rare occasion, I need a game immediately. Final Fantasy mm -hmm. VII Remake was one. I love yep. this game so very much, so I have no regret spending 60 bucks. My only cons uh, criticism of it is all the anime bullshit, as Scott calls it. Notably, the vocalization of every grunt, groan, and emotion. 
Uh, I'll get over it, though. It's too good to complain much. The second game is Doom Eternal. I like this game. It, uh, it's fun to kill stuff with impunity uh, until you bump into a marauder. I hate those guys. No one likes marauders. They're the worst. Uh, lots of good control and violent goodness. Love the dance. The story isn't too bad uh, for a shooter. My complaints are, uh, sorry, with this one are, easy mode isn't very easy. I agree. The game is freaking hard. Um, I've, I've used all my free lives already. I'm stuck, sorry, I'm stuck battling a marauder. My other complaint is I don't see 60 bucks of fun in this. I think John mentioned moments when they don't give you the big finish. Let me shoot the big guns. Pull the trigger, in other words. I regret impulse buying this one and wish I'd save my money for The Last of Us 2 when it comes out. Do you guys have buyer's remorse for big name titles? Thanks. Don't bleach your bum holes. LOL, he says. Don't okay, don't bleach your bum holes. Try not to. What, 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 did we say, yeah, did we have a conversation about bumhole bleaching? What was that about? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just general advice. Well, Maybe. I think some people do it when they want it, like, like people who don't want to have any hair. You know, when you shave everywhere like a bikini model. Yeah. You bleach it so that hair doesn't grow in your bumhole. <laughs> I don't think, does bleach I kill think. hair? I think it's the color. The, I think it's I the think. color. I think it's the color of the skin there, Bo. I don't think bleach yeah. just wipes oh. out hair. Yeah, so you, <laughs> well, I thought maybe it killed the stuff around there to you know, you, yeah, I guess they'd use it all over your body if that happened. Yeah. Okay, no, I think wrong. they bleach it to <laughs> it bleached my whole body to be hairless. Actually, I really don't know what they why. No, they do it, it. John's probably right. It, it's because there's a lot of poo that spends its time around there. <laughs> I guess it, it stains it. You it colors it. Yeah, you get a you get so a you, you get a little stain. It's like whitener. It's like you know you have um, toothpaste that whitens and yeah. you know like the little things you can put on. It's just it's just that it's just that for your butt. <laughs> yeah, but who who why who's it for? What 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 like models and stuff? Like models, yeah. models. And oh stuff. oh, like porno what? people. Okay. When sometimes Scott, you really 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 want to show someone your butthole. <laughs> And when you do, you want it to look your best, I guess. Oh, what did you walk into? Uh, the star hammer. We got it. We got someone in the chat who just sauntered in when we started talking about butthole bleaching. Hello. What are I, you talking about? Today? I think butthole bleaching is okay, actually. I, well, Sorry, well, Bill. I don't wait. Something. I don't know what it is. No, one, I think it's a thing people do, and it probably can be done safely. Oh, I'm sure. I've never thinking. wanted to show anybody mine so bad that I felt the need to dress it up. But, yeah, you know, it's fine. You it's never fine. Know. It's like, fine. Look, Who are we to judge? If I did want to show mine to somebody, I would probably <laughs> want to dress it up. Yeah, I definitely need to do some cosmetics <laughs> if that ever needs to be seen by anybody. Yeah. Yeah. 40 years but, and no one's asked to look at it yet but you never know yeah. the problem is, is if I was decorating down there it would be super hard to avoid the temptation of drawing two eyes and a nose so that it looks like a face going oh, you know what I would do here's what I'd do I'd have a little I'd have a little um, Boba Fett sticking halfway out like he's going to this <laughs> I thought it was exit only Scott it is it is generally speaking I have it an is, exit only Boba policy Fett is an exception. but Boba Fett sticking out because he's about to get eaten by the Sarlacc pit now that is something to think about that's a that's a visual uh one final note from misheard lyrics is the topic wait a minute that's uh, the only part of the email we're gonna acknowledge oh I mean, what do we want to say? We we already believe. Okay, so that we've already talked about the grunts and groans. Have we ever had buyer's remorse on a video? Oh, that was the. Question. I can tell you twice where I did a return. I've twice returned a game on Steam. 
twice. I've tw- oh, I've done it many times, but they're often little ones, and I don't remember them all. But tell us your examples. What were the two you returned? I returned Rage Two. Oh, I did that one too. Yeah. Uh, and I returned a game. I think it was called Inside. It was the follow up to Limbo. Yeah. Uh, and I beat that game in two hours, and there's going to be people that are like, you beat the game and you returned it? Yes, I did, because I that game just made me angry through yeah. the entire thing. I've never played a game more in my life where it felt like every couple of minutes it came in to check on me and be like, hey, do you know you're playing an indie game right now? Yeah. Hey, it's just in case you were wondering, <laughs> we're an indie game. <laughs> we're not like other games. Yeah. We're indie, yeah. and you're cool for playing our game. <laughs> Go ahead and keep holding right for another couple hours. You're almost done with this thing. Just keep it indie, okay? Yeah. Indie, indie, indie. And then they backed out of the room. I hated it <laughs> so much. It was such a just like hold right, except sometimes left, lame-ass puzzles, and check out how indie we are. Oh, it's kind of a dark story. Look at our weird art. Isn't it cool? Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not cool. I'm sick of it because you're being so precious. And also, do you really get to pretend like you're the most indie, indie thing that ever existed when you're like from the creators of Limbo? Yeah. I hated it. It made me mad through the whole thing. I think it was that's... kind of a cool bit at the end, but honestly, it was it was bad. I think that's that a very cool, very cool game. But I someone gave it to me for I got a code, so I had I bought it, I may have felt the same because it was too short for, for what yeah, it was. Two for, hours of holding right on my thumbstick. Yeah. There's there a lot of that. You're not wrong. Uh, the only other big prominent example I can think of was, I don't remember what the game was, but back in the day, software, etc. before they got bought out and everybody turned into GameStop. Uh, so this would have been the 16 bit era, probably maybe 3DO or something. Um, they had a policy. You, if you bought a game, if you brought it back within seven days, you could return it for a full mm. refund. And that was a, wow. a dumb mistake on their part. I know they didn't know what they were doing. So we, we called it the seven day rental <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> where you would go rent it. And really it's not even fair to call it a rental cause you wouldn't pay anything for it other than gas to go back to the software, et cetera, to return it. But my friend did it all the time, constantly bought a new game. Even if it was a great game, he would just make sure to beat it in those seven days or as much as he could, and then he would take it back, get another one, do the same thing, just abuse the return policy. I did it once, and it was for something. It was relatively AAA. I don't remember, though, what it was. It may have been an N64. No, that would have been too late. I think it was like PlayStation 1 time or maybe 16-bit. I don't remember. But it, oh, I know what it was. Uh, oh, not backdraft. Back backdraft. Nope. Uh, backdraft is the Kurt Russell Fireman movie. What, <laughs> what console was it on? Sorry, it was on Genesis and Super NES. Fahrenheit um, four fifty one or something. Back, like that. Oh, uh, you know the game. You know, like uh, the the original Prince of Persia, the kind of side scroll rotoscopy yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Then they made a Bob game. World? Not Oddworld, but like Another that. Another world? Another world? Just like odd, just like that, too. Flashback? Flashback. Shit. Flashback. That's it. <laughs> oh, wow. Look yeah, at that. Got there. I have to see what this game looks like because I can't think of it. I got Flashback and loved it, but I beat it in like six days, and I went, well, now I've beat it. It's not the kind of game you replay. You just don't replay no. it. So I was like, well, I've done this, and I thought it was amazing, but kind of tight on money this month. <laughs> And this is back when yeah. I could get, you know, if I got a game a month, I was lucky. So I I went back and swapped it out. 
and I got oh, you, something else, or or I returned it all together. I don't remember. I may have got. You know what else. this game actually reminds me of is Shadow Colossus. Wait, Sh- is it Shadow? Shadow, Shadow Complex. Oh, Shadow. Oh, yeah, it's got a similar oh, vibe to that. Shadow too. Complex. Yeah, is a great game. Shadow yes, Complex is. is still free on uh, Epic's because it's an Epic. And this game. is totally Shadow Complex. Like with the aiming, you aim up and down like this, and uh, yeah, it is. It's so think of it as Shadow Complex meets Out of This World or. Uh, Prince oh, of Persia because cool. it's still level, you know, like screen to screen. So you're not scrolling. You got to solve the screen and then you move to the next one and it switches to a new screen and you play it like that. And the I animations over the top because they rotoscoped it. Yeah. So it's got a real like style and look to it. It's very oh, cool. cool. I love that game. Yeah. I really liked it. And I like the you know, everything about it. No sequels is a crime. There should have been more for that series. Uh, which I guess isn't a series because there are only one. Anyway, uh, there's mm. that. All right. Did anyone else say they? Oh no, everyone did a return. Or Bo, did you have you done a return? A return? Uh, or a I game mean, you hated and just like went? Oh man, Pirates no, I've never returned anything. I don't think. Yeah. If I did, I maybe did it once. Okay. What about just, just buyer's remorse in general? Like your... Duke Nukem Forever was. All, I've talked about it many oh, times. Oh yeah, it that was, was the one for me. I don't know if I ever actually returned it. I think I still own that badge of shame. Yeah, I think that was before you could return it. I would have returned it if I could, but I still got it. Yeah. That was the worst. I was hyped, and it was the opposite level of hype. It wasn't just okay. It was very proactively terrible. Yeah, so. I had so many bad premonitions about how that thing was going to turn out. I just could never pull the trigger, and so once it hit and everyone moaned, I went, okay, whew, I dodged that bullet. I didn't you, get it. You did. I got as far as the, like, you're controlling a remote control car. Yeah. Little RC car, and I was like, what are we doing? Playing like, a bad game. I guess kudos on them for making a game that does have all the elements of the screenshots of what they teased for years and years, but what are we actually doing right now? Yeah. This thing? What is this we are up to? Um, all right, final uh, message. This is from Mark from Wisconsin. Uh, misheard lyrics is what he's talking about. It says, you guys were talking about misheard lyrics on episode 217, and it instantly made me think of this one from the original Disney movie, Peter Pan. All right, so I'm going to play this. You guys ready for this? So this is from the original mm-hmm. cartoon. So we talked about, you know, wrapped up like a douche in the middle of the night or whatever. Yeah, or the F-bomb that Moana dropped. Yes, the Moana F-bomb was specifically what he was referring to. So this is... From Disney's Peter Pan song, uh, You Can Fly. So let's see if we can hear what he means here, because I haven't actually heard this yet. So here goes. Wait, what is it? Let me try that again. What does it say? Huh? Take the package movies makes. I see what it says. Think of Batman pooping snakes. Okay, hold on, play it. I want to hear it. All right, I think he says, think of Batman pooping snakes. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Oh, my God. She needed to be told what to listen for before I heard it, but, yep, (laughs) no. Yeah, it's like the... What is it? It's like Mama's... Oh. Mix? Well, what they're really saying, let's see, now I don't know. Okay. How about take the path that moonbeams make? Oh, I think well, that's the problem. That you wrote some freaking make. nonsense that no one's going to understand, and then you said it like you got marbles in your mouth. You're not wrong. All right, so now think of that, and I'll play it. Take the path that moonbeams make. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I just hear Bam Bam pooping snakes. <laughs> All I can hear is pooping snakes. <laughs> hey, come Batman pooping snakes. <laughs> and now I'm picturing it. Oh, burn. It burns. All right. Oh, why did you picture <laughs> I don't know. I can just picture Batman pooping snakes now. It's not good. He's like, I'm Batman, not Snake Man. We have not he done that on TMS and Cinea 77. Have we done the Batman pooping snakes thing? I do not remember doing that on the morning show. I probably have, though. Dude, I've done like 2,000 episodes of that damn show. I'm sure I've done it. Anyway, I just oh, don't remember it. for core. I see it's dear core. Well, yeah, no, no. I just mean, he means yeah. at some point in the past. 10 years i must have done something on tms about it oh yeah we probably brought it up but it's like scott you were like i'm gonna bring this to the show you yeah. know the emailer sent it in and we're looking at plus it, so it's a okay. daily and yeah this is all for court yeah. tonight everybody hey if you want to send us emails like these guys did it's easy uh just go to the website it's over at frogpants.com slash core and you just send it in the little form there it's super simple and easy or you can use the contact form at the top of the page uh it doesn't matter however way you do it it gets to us and we like reading them on the show so big thanks again to both Mark and uh, Bleach Your Bumholes guy. What's his name again? Uh, Bill. Thank you, Bill, for the best offshoot of the week. Nice job. We seem to have, uh, we, every week we get an email or something that we go off on a tangent on, and I really like it. So you guys just keep it up. All right? Yeah. Keep sending us those messages. <laughs> um, he knew what he was doing when he put that one sentence of four words that said bum and bleach in it. Yeah, well, he knew. He knew it was up. He knew. And now he we knew. know, too. All right, that's going to do it for us. Did you know we are supported by your help and support and friendship and all that over at uh, frogpants.com slash core or go straight to patreon.com slash core show. That's right, patreon.com slash core show. Do you want to get a Dear Martha letter in the mail? Hey, in the mail, like at your freaking mailbox? Well, that's one of the cool things you can do over there. Lots of other digital rewards, including bonus show content and more. Learn all about it at patreon.com slash core show. For everything else you might need to know from us, we're over at frogpants.com slash core. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of me. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Captain, we're under attack! Well, that fixed it. <laughs> <laughs>